Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Likely the Greatest Podcast on Earth Conversations with Tara and Ryan. My name is Ryan McInniff, and I am here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Tara Ballman, and What's... it is great to have another weekly, bi-weekly edition of Conversations with Tara and Ryan. I'm really excited for our guest today, who is a personal friend of mine. Um, as well as a great NAIPC member in San Diego, Karen Leventhal. Welcome. Hi, guys. So great to be here. I'm so excited. Carolyn, it is great to see you. I'm just messing with you. Uh, we were saying that she always gets called Carolyn, unfortunately. But, Karen, it's great to have you. I'm excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Roland? I like this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> so Karen, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? You've been a member um, of the Aging in Place Council a long time with your company down there in San Diego. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to the organization and um, everything you're doing down there? Sure. Um, I think I've been a member of the, the, the NAIPC chapter down here probably about five or six years now. Um, and I'm always one who I always try to better my best, um, whether it's personally or in, in business. And so for in business and personally, NAIPC to me is the place to be. Um, I feel like you surround yourself with professionals that can help you and lift you up. And I know NAIPC does that. Um, I also did start a chapter in another part of, of California um, for a couple of years and it did, sort of had that failure to launch thing happen because the area just wasn't ready for it, I think. Um, and no one really wanted to take on more leadership roles. So after a couple of years, I decided let's just reinvest my energies back into San Diego. Um, but I really do love um, what NAIPC, NAIPC stands for and that you really um, – want people that are legitimate, they're licensed, they're bonded, they're insured, whatever they need to be in their industry, they are that. Because especially in my industry, which is the construction world, um, there are so many hacks out there that really, um, really cut down the professionalism of the whole industry as a whole. And being associated with something like NAIPC makes all the difference because it just gives you more legitimacy. So that's one of the main reasons I really support NAIPC. Yeah. I'm really curious about your business. Can you share a little bit about what you do with seniors and how you're helping people age in place? Sure. So um, my company is called Seniors Choice. We've been in business since 2008. We started out as a handyman company just to help seniors and be that trusted resource for all things in their home. And then as uh, like after about a year, we, my, uh, my husband and I, were we started the business together. And we were talking, and I was looking at our books and you know, doing all sorts of back in the back work. And uh, he was like, what, what are you thinking? Like, where are we at? What's going on? And I said, you need to get your contractor's license. I said, we keep getting these opportunities to do bigger and bigger jobs. And legally in California, anything over $500, you need a contractor's license. I said, so let's just go get your contractor's license and we could take on bigger jobs. And so that's exactly what happened. Um, and then the company over the years since 2008 um, grew and grew and then shrunk and shrunk and grew and grew. You know, it's a business. It ebbs and flows. And um, so what we really do is um, well, I go in. My specialty is home, home accessibility and home safety. I go in and do uh, an accessibility um, 
consult, basically, evaluation. Go through the house, every part of the house, though. Even if people say, I just need you to look at my bathroom. Well, you don't just live in your bathroom. You live everywhere in your house. So walking in the front door or through the garage, however you get in your house, all the way to your bathroom, to your closets, I evaluate, come up with a plan, and give it to the client of what we can do uh, to make it safer. Then it's up to the client whether they want to do it or not. Um, and if they do, they can either use my services to implement the plan, or I give them the plan and they go find their own contractor to implement the plan. That's awesome. So what are like the top three, say, safety issues that you find when you walk into seniors' homes? One is throw rugs, which is like a simple fix, throw them out. Uh, people don't realize that throw rugs are a huge trip hazard. I always get, well, it's been there forever. I'm never going to trip on it. Um, so you can definitely use rug tape that will help keep it down. And they sell that at like Lowe's or Home Depot or, of course, Amazon. And that's like a double face tape that doesn't ruin your floors or your carpet. So it's easy, easy, super, super easy solution. Um, so that's one major thing. Um, I would say the next thing is um, people don't want grab bars. And that is a super easy fix to help in the bathroom, especially. But you can put grab bars coming in and out of the garage, at the front door, um, just something to grab on to help stabilize you. So I'd say grab bars. And really attractive, too. They don't have to be those, like, in the bathroom stalls. Institutional. Like, yeah. yeah, institutional things. They're really pretty grab bars out there for residential use. Yeah, definitely. Um, they have uh, certain companies are manufacturing them. They're really in that zone. And they uh, Moen is one of them, and I don't work for Moen, but they have really beautiful grab bars. Um, and they even have ones that are multi-purpose. So they have like a towel bar slash grab bar or toilet paper holder slash grab bar or shower organizer slash grab bar. And those are super, like, very beautiful. And the biggest um, thing people say is, it's going to decrease the value of my house. And that is a total falsehood. It does not decrease the value of your house. More and more people, younger and younger people, are putting in grab bars because they realize that safety, and especially in the bathroom, is super important. Whether you've had an injury and you just need that little extra assistance, or whether you have a visitor coming and they need the assistance, or just as you get older. I know for even myself, I have a tub, a tub shower, and um, it's, it's the silliest thing, but I, I actually was slipping in my bathtub. I'm putting some moisturizer on in my, in my bathtub, in my shower when I'm done, and I'm noticing I'm slipping. I'm like, I'm going to be one of those people who falls in my own bathtub, and I preach about safety. So I went out and got myself a bath mat that, you know, suction to the bottom so I don't slip. I mean, it's a simple little fix that can really make all the difference. So yeah, those are, um, so I think, I don't think I answered your question fully, but those are the two things that are the most common. The third thing I would say is um, door widening. People don't realize if you widen your door just a little bit, whether, it, or even just taking off the door if you could, um, really does make a difference to get your accessibility devices through the door, whether it's a walker or a wheelchair. Really makes all the difference and it saves your knuckles from scraping the door frame for sure. Yeah, and that's something that people, as they plan to age in place, if you start earlier enough, 
early enough, you can plan to build your home with wider doorways. My dad built his kind of final home in Georgia, and that was one of the things he definitely did was to make sure the doorways were wide enough to get everything in. And even in the kitchen, make sure the countertop was wide enough across from the island to, you know, get things around and people around. So uh, I'm curious, you gave us your top safety issues. What are the top remodels that you all are doing right now? Um, a lot of times it really does focus on the bathroom because that is the number one place people have their issues to begin with. Um, so at the current time, we're just finishing up a remodel of a bathroom. It was a complete gut and reconfigure the way um, the bathroom was designed to make it safer. You always want to make sure that there's room next to the toilet or in front of the toilet so that it's easy to transfer on and off. Having a shower that is a walk-in shower versus one with a curb, um, a curb or a, some type of threshold change because this person was in a wheelchair or is in a wheelchair. Excuse me. He's still around. Um, or, um, and make sure that it's easy for him to get in and out of the shower in, as independent as possible. So that's usually the type of work we do. Um, but we've also done full on remodels of a whole entire house and making it, um, accessible. Um, remodeling from the kitchen. Actually, we took a house down to, we saved only one wall in the whole entire house. Um, so it's considered a remodel. And then we built everything out, uh, kitchen, bathrooms, the whole thing. And, you know, everyone has an idea of what they want and what they think is important. But I come from a totally different perspective of really trying to future-proof their house and thinking ahead of what they're thinking of to make it safe. Like, you know, having lower countertops, or having an island that's lower, at least, so that you could, you know, do prep work on the island, or putting in shelves that help that you could pull down and get your items, or having your microwave. Big trend right now is having your microwave underneath your stove, underneath your oven, so it's more, it's easy accessibility versus, you know, having your microwave up top over your, your stove top. It's hard to reach, especially if you're in a wheelchair. So just those kind of things. And a simple thing is, instead of having knobs on things where you have to, you know, turn like this, it's easier to have levers. You have better dexterity um, just pushing a lever. Same thing for doors and faucets. Just makes it that much easier in your house. Quick, simple fixes you can do to make it a little more accessible. And, ha and the Aging in Place Council is a great place for people to find someone like you because I know, Ryan, you probably have a lot of clients who need um, everything from a safety eval to a remodel. We're physical therapists. We do safety evals as well, you know, out here in Orange County. So um, it's a great place for everyone to work together to better the seniors' lives. Yeah, we, we, uh, 1030 last night, I got a text that one of our caregivers reported that she's 11, so she was sleeping. Um, and, uh, the client got up without telling her and tripped on the, uh, welcome home mat that she likes to have at the bottom of her bed and hit her head and went to the hospital and that whole thing. So, you know, you mentioned Karen, uh, you know, oh, it's been sitting there forever. You know, uh, it, I'm not going to trip on it. I like to say to people, well, I've had my tongue for 36 years and I still bite it from now time to time. Like just because, you know, it's, it still happens, even though it shouldn't, you know, so, um, and people get a kick out of that like you two did. So, um, you know, people kind of laugh at it because it's such a silly acronym, but not acronym, but oh. example, but people bite their tongue and it hurts and you're like oh i can't believe i did that i've had this thing 
for so long. So, um, but one question I have for you is, I, I know, I know, this is why That's I'm awesome. a co-host, not the no. main host. That is such a great example, Ryan. I'm going to steal that if you don't mind. Because, all right, all right, that's fine. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great response. So my other question is, you must, you, you know, if you're doing general contracting work, even if it's focused on um, senior home modifications, out in Massachusetts right now, and throughout most of the country, um, if you try to, if you try to even just get a quote from a contractor, good luck. And if you get quotes, they're going to be all over the board. And some of these quotes are going to be so bananas because, hey, listen, it's supply and demand and we just don't have enough people to do work. Are you busier than you've ever been? What's business like right now where uh, I imagine out in California as well, down in Southern California, there's a lot of people looking to do a lot of remodeling and a lot of, work on their homes. What, what does that look like? Are you seeing the same trends in general real estate in the senior um, real estate as well, where people say, hey, listen, I'd rather not be in an assisted living or a nursing home anymore. I'd rather spend $50,000 or whatever it costs to modify my home so that I can stay here indefinitely. What are you seeing? Well, there, you touched upon a lot of different things, Ryan. So one thing I would say is, especially because of the pandemic, obviously, can't ignore that whole fact. People want to stay home. Well, they have to stay home. But also, they don't want to go to a community because in the past, the, their visitors couldn't come visit their family and friends. So they were even more isolated versus living at their house where they at least had the control over who they saw. When you were living in a community, you couldn't. Now, things here in California and San Diego in particular have opened up that if you are vaccinated, you could go into the community and visit. With that being said, I think our seniors have been even more cautious than other groups of people in um, not wanting to obviously get COVID. I have several clients that I've done work for over the years, and they are so scared still and isolating themselves, which is damaging themselves even more. Um, and not to get political or anything like that, but just damaging themselves in the sense of being isolated, having more memory issues. You know, I see a great decline in my my current customers or long-term customers um, and clients that they just aren't where they used to be because of what's been going on. So that definitely is um, a trend. And also they're more worried about having people come in their house. So I have one client in particular who... Um, I usually see at least four times a year, and we're actually became friends. We usually, every couple times a year, we go out for dinner and stuff like that. And so I always make, I make really good chicken soup, and I offered to bring her some chicken soup. And she said, um, okay, just leave it, ring the bell, but leave it at the door, and then back up 10 feet. I was like, okay. And so I did, and then I told her, I'm vaccinated. And she goes, me too, but no, you still got to stay back 10 feet, keep your mask on, and just leave it at the door. And so she is just really, really scared still. And this is just one example. I have many clients like this. So for the world of aging in place remodeling, I think people are understanding it a little bit more, the importance of it, because more people do want to stay home, especially the pandemic has brought that out. But I think the seniors are still very scared of having people in their house. And that's a big over, you know, maybe it's oversimplifying it or just generalization, um, but that's what I'm finding. With that being said, people are, though, realizing because they're home more, oh, gosh, this isn't working for me. I need to you know, do something to make it safer. And, you know, there are, I mean, again, isolation is a terrible thing. And people um, are afraid to report if they have fallen. They're normally afraid to report if they have fallen, but even more now because they don't want to go to the hospital. 
They don't want to get their family all worried. They, they want to try to handle it themselves more. So, you know, the, in the construction world in general, yes, there's this huge boom, but I don't see that huge increase in the aging in place population, personally. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's an interesting, um, it's an interesting kind of observation that you have. I imagine that seniors are going to be very hesitant uh, ongoing because if there's variants, if there's, if there's uh, uh, vaccines that only last X amount of months or X amount of whatever years, you know, those high risk individuals are the ones that are going to be at the greatest risk of catching it again and having that kind of disastrous effects. Um, right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I uh, certainly would imagine and would hope that more and more people are considering staying at home, like you said, and they just need to pull the trigger on starting to do those modifications and hopefully getting the vaccine and having that rollout and being more comfortable will lead to more people saying, hey, we love where we live. Let's make it even more adaptable for aging and, and, and getting older. And then that's when they call you up. Yeah, definitely. What also I find is people are definitely thinking about it more. It's definitely more top of mind. Before I was getting a lot of calls of my, my parent fell. I urgently need someone to get out there. Um, so I always talk about I work with people after their fall. And my whole goal, like, like NAIPC's goal, is prevention, right? You want to prevent people from falling. You want to prevent people from being in crisis as much as you can. And so I really feel um, that's shifted a little bit, that we're not dealing with so much of a crisis, but we are doing a little bit more planning, which is awesome. You know, I'm all about future-proofing your home. I always tell people, you know, you tell me you have a diagnosis of X, Parkinson's, let's just say. Right now, you're doing fine. You're walking independently. But, you know, I'm not psychic. I can't work my magic and say, oh, I know you're going to be in a wheelchair in five years. I'm not psychic. However, the disease progression of Parkinson's would tell me that in a few years, this is ultimately what could happen. And that's where I look. I am always looking future to see what we can do to get your house ready for your future. I mean, of course, I don't will, want them or will them to get hurt or fall or whatever, but the chances are pretty high that that would happen. So let's just come up with a plan. Like the, um, like the Act 3, it's all about your plan of what you're going to do and get your, your houses, so to speak, in order, whether it's your health house, your financial house, your transportation home, or your actual house. Let's just get it in order and get ready for it because it's coming no matter we like it or not. Yeah, that's true. The Act 3 that you just referenced, that's our planning document that anyone can download off of the website at ageinplace.org. So if you haven't, if you're listening and you want to see this planning document, please feel free to go on there. And there's also a needs assessment that uh, people can fill out too, and someone will contact them if um, we can help. So I just have a question about um, working with seniors before and after, how working with seniors has changed your view of aging. Um, and how Americans are aging. We, we're getting a lot of people contacting us about future products and technology and the future of aging. So I'm really excited. I think we're aging at a really good time um, for us to be comfortable, but I'm curious how your views have changed. Well, it's interesting. I've been in this industry since 2008 and I've gone to different conferences and conventions and for the, and I have, since COVID, I haven't gone honestly, but, but, I'd say before COVID, things, there weren't that many products coming out on the marketplace. It really wasn't like this exciting, um, changing marketplace. 
you know, in my world, I should say. Um, but now that tech, now that we're all forced to like in lightning speed be with technology, like with Zoom, right? To, like a year and a half ago, would you, I never heard of Zoom. I've heard of conference calling and I would do a couple of conference calls here and there, but never a Zoom. So, I mean, you know, with lightning speed, we've all had to adapt to technology. And I think there's been more and more techno technological advances in, um, home, you know, like in home, home health products, durable medical equipment, safety things. So I think there's been an increase in those things in the last like year or two, so to speak. Um, but it has been a slow moving thing. It's definitely not, you know, this, let's like come up with this greatest fall detector. It hasn't been there. Now with COVID, people are more and more realizing, oh, wait, we need to do something about this. You know, I was actually, it was very interesting. I was just on my, uh, my, my chapter Zoom right before this call, and there was a man there, and uh, I've never met him before, but his company just makes reminders to people. They call up to four times a day. It's like, you know, just like a, a child or any other loved one and says, just checking in, how you doing? Or if you hit one, I guess he was saying, if you hit one, that means you're okay, like there's some kind of code system. But it was four times a day they check in just to make sure the person's okay. That's incredible. I mean, that is a brilliant idea. Um, my grandmother, I talk about her a ton. She lived to 101. And she had this incredible uh, system around her. It was, it was a, you know, an unofficial system, but it was a system nonetheless. Um, and basically, every time when she woke up, she called her cousin. And then her cousin would say, oh, good morning. It's great to talk with you, blah, 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 blah. She, and my grandmother would say, I'm going to go take a shower. And her friend went, or her cousin or whoever she was talking to, they they just call me back and when you're done with the shower. And her and her cousin and her friends had this system where it was like they just kept pinging each other all day long on the phone, but checking with each other um, just to make sure they're okay, that they got out of the shower safely, that they, you know, had lunch, that they had dinner. You know, And my grandmother didn't have memory problems, but still it was just nice to know there was someone there checking on you. Um, and I know if I called the house and no one answered, obviously pre-COVID, then I'd get super worried and start calling everybody like, where's grandma? It's nine o'clock at night. She should be home by now, you know? And then they're like, oh, she's at the movies. Don't worry about it. But it was this informal checking, you know, checks and balances, so to speak, on my grandmother. And that's what this company came up with. And I think it's a new company. So I think where people are getting more and more aware of the problems with seniors and a lot of times, until you have to be that caregiver or deal with it in your family, it's not that important to you. It just really isn't until you're living it, right? Um, when my grandmother, uh, my grandmother passed away, but while we were dealing with her, um, her passing was sort of quick. It was a couple weeks. My family was totally clueless, totally, totally clueless of what to expect when this was all happening. So luckily, I was there. She's back east. And I was able to sort of take the reins and tell them what to expect and what to do, what we need. But until you're in it, you have no idea because it's not in your world. It's just totally over there. Not something you have to worry about, again, until you're in it. So I think um, it, in a way it's good that things are accelerating. I think it's actually great that things are accelerating at the rate that they're accelerating now. Yeah, there's certainly going to be um, unintended benefits of COVID, right? And, you know, what te tele, not telephony, uh, telemedicine is one of them where, you know, why does somebody have to leave their home if they don't, they don't need to and they can do something over, um, video chat. So we're, we're definitely going to see some positive things come from this. Unfortunately, it comes from a negative time, but it's forcing us to move into a direction that 
we were slowly going in for a long for a long time, but now it, it ramped that up and we're finally kind of getting there. Um, and hopefully we'll stay for a long time and, and we'll do that. I, I think, uh, home-based businesses, which all three of us have, and I've said it, maybe I'm the most biased guy in the world. I don't know because I have a home-based business or a home services business, but I think that's going to have this COVID is going to have long positive impacts to our businesses if you're a home-based provider because I think there's going to be a long hangover from people that say, hey, listen, I don't want to go into a nursing home. I didn't want to go into a nursing home before COVID. I sure as heck don't want to go into a nursing home after COVID. I know my elderly folks around here, they look at what happened in New York. They look at what happened in Massachusetts, where 50% of our deaths have come from nursing homes. And they say, listen, you go into a nursing home and you're forgotten about. Look what just happened in the last year. And and so um, whether that was purposely done politically wise or whatever, or a lesser of the two evils, whatever the reason is, the end result is people are sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that place because that's not where I want to be if a crisis hits. And that means that people like us are going to be in hot demand for the foreseeable future as if we weren't already, but we're going to okay. even be in that much more hot demand because people are going to sit there and say, no, I'm going to stay right in my home where I'm comfortable in my recliner, watching my daily show, and I know exactly what's in the refrigerator. Yep. I, I, yep. I, I guess that wasn't a question. It was more I was just like, yep, yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree. <laughs> good job. Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, there's my, there's my monologue. Have a good one. Like, See you later. Tara, what yeah. else do you have? Tara, you speak up. I've been we talking to you. the soapbox. <laughs> just want to mention that Karen has a little side hustle, which is a little jewelry Ooh. business. And it's great. The thing that I love about it is it falls under the aging in place umbrella because of the clasps on the jewelry are easy for seniors to use. So do you want to share a little bit about that since sure. the platform? <laughs> Excellent. You're the best. Yes, I have a little side hustle. Uh, it's called Grace and Heart Jewelry. And I did, um, I actually did a whole entire campaign for seniors. I had a neighbor of mine model the jewelry and I created some marketing pieces. And right before COVID, I was going into retirement communities and setting up little tables to sell to people in the retirement community because the jewelry was so age and place friendly. Luckily, I'm wearing stuff today that I could show you. That's funny you brought it up. So one of the things is like this bracelet here, and I'm really talking about the clasp is really important, is it's this bolo clasp, if you can see that. It's easy to open and close, you can, and it doesn't matter what wrist size you have because you just close the little toggle and it makes it tighter. Or these bracelets, they're stretch bracelets, super easy to put on. Um, and again, like a necklace like this, I call it a throw and go because it's super long. I have it doubled, but it's easy. It's beautiful. You can just throw it on over your neck. You don't need to fumble with clasps. And if you do want to fumble with clasps, we have um, magnetic extenders to put on your necklace. They attach to each side and then they just, like the magnet is so strong, it clasps together. And it makes it super easy because as we get older, just because we're getting older doesn't mean we still don't want to adorn ourselves with all this fabulous jewelry. Um, but they need to make it easier and simple to put on. Otherwise, you're just fumbling with it and say, ah, forget it, I don't need to wear earrings today or I don't need that necklace. But the jewelry that I have, I really do, um, I really do love that part that it is age in place friendly. I mean, honestly, I mean, not every piece, don't get me wrong. There are some that would not work, but there are a lot of products out there that are very age in place friendly. So thanks for mentioning that. 
Yeah, I love that. I always think about my grandmother. Um, it seems like such a simple thing, but when she couldn't go, like, get her makeup and hair done again, it really took a toll on her um, personally. And so just little things that people, like, this is an advance that I'm excited about. Who would have thought, like, a, a necklace that you can put on, even I could do it now, like, use it now. It's so hard to put on necklaces when you're younger. Exactly. Forget about when you're older. So um, that's great. So, Karen, if people wanted to get a hold of you, what is the best way for your um, remodel business as well as the jewelry business? Sure. Just give me a call. It is definitely the easiest way for seniors, for sure. Um, my phone number is 760-518-1836, so 1836, or feel free to reach out and email me at Karen, C-A-R-Y-N, at Seniors Choice, handy, uh, Seniors Choice, sorry, SD.com, and I could, um, I can't type it anywhere in the chat, right? That won't help. No, but. No, but I can know. put it into the show notes so people Perfect. can click. Yeah, and I have a website, SeniorsChoiceSD.com, um, so you can check out what we do. And um, also just message me if you want jewelry information. I'd be happy to send you a catalog link or a catalog in person. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Karen. Ryan, you're full of words. Any closing words of wisdom for I thought it was great. I thought Karen did a great job, and thank you so much. And uh, and go visit her site and go buy all her jewelry up is what I Thank think. Thank you. You're hired, Ryan. Marketing director right there. All right, here we go. Well, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, Karen. Thank you so much for being a guest. And uh, please, listeners, thank you again for thank you again for listening to Conversations with Tara and Ryan, and we will catch you on the next one. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you again so much, and have a great Mother's Day weekend to all you mothers out there. All right. Bye-bye.